What's up, everyone? Uh, it's Andrew, obviously, I guess. We're bringing you another episode from the Suboptimal Vaults. Uh, this is something that we talked about recently in the Suboptimal Bundle, and it occurred to us that this is, I guess, this, this is uh, a, a thing that technically is a Yosis racist thing. So uh, we're going to take you to Judge Tawny's courtroom uh, with a deep... Of course, enemy of the show, Jessica Gao, as we talk about Big Trouble in Little China. And just to tease the sub-ops for later on, uh, we are figuring out scheduling, but we will be doing a watch-along of uh, the same movie with uh, Jessica and uh, hopefully another special guest. We're trying to trying to lock this down. Look, we don't know yet. We're, we're on strike still. Thanks for listening. Um We'll be back with a studio episode next week, 323-389-7223, to leave your voicemail questions. And yes, peace. This is so we don't even know what kind of theme music you're listening to right now, but this is at the behest of Jessica Gao, who is returning... Uh, off schedule, I believe we typically would like to build it at least another <laughs> year or two between Jessica Gao appearances. Three to f- three to five years, three to five years. And please use my proper title, Enemy of the Podcast. <laughs> Whichever the podcast. one this is. <laughs> enemy of the You don't even know which pod, pod it is. is, and you're already an enemy of it. <laughs> but I know it's... for sure I'm an enemy. <laughs> you're, you're, an, you're not an enemy of the podcast. You're an enemy of podcasting. Both can be true, Andrew. I'm an enemy That's of true. all of it. The broad and the specific. Yeah. Enemy but I of am this the, show. Yes, enemy plus of this show. <laughs> enemy plus. <laughs> enemy Max. Um, Jessica Gao had uh, a request for a bespoke Yo Is This Racist question that, uh, again, as we record this, it's genuinely not super clear exactly where this is going to go. Yes. No, all we know is that out. we were ordered to be here by the emperor, and now yeah. we're here, and we're, we're we're here to dance for you. This is basically like every, every person who comes up to us and is like, I had this thing, I wanted to know if it was racist or not, and we're like, don't fucking do that to me, I'm not on the clock. Yeah. But we yeah. didn't say now, that to you. <laughs> you are you are a good enough friend that we weren't like don't say it to us while we're off the clock. What we did say is we will clock in will cl- and do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll start a bonus shift. <laughs> we punched in. We punched in to handle uh, your question. Which uh, here's the thing that we may or may not cut. Um, is this something? Can you tell? Can we talk about why uh, <laughs> this even came up? Uh, is it secret showbiz stuff? It is secret showbiz stuff, but it might not be secret. I have no Jessica, idea what you're talking about. Jessica had to do a list for... Oh, uh, I completely forgot that that's why this came up. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew it. I think y'all had this conversation uh, offline and out oh, of my earshot. Oh, I, we did. I was, was I was curating... I'll put it this way. I was, I, I was, put, I was curating a list of picks... For mm-hmm. uh for AAPI Heritage Month. A- and- for AAPI Heritage Month. Uh so Jessica Gao, noted member of the Asian uh American Pacific Islander. Is it is that right? I don't yes, even know what that yes, is. Yes, yes. Uh, community. Is, whatever point you're about to make, leader, you're losing a lot of steam. A leader, uh, a leader in our community, uh beloved a um beloved. Beloved Pillar uh, wanted to know whether or not it would be cool if in her list of uh, 
proud Asian movies. We'll say proud yeah, Asian movies. Movies. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> was acceptable. <laughs> okay, but that was not the question I was submitting to you as this racist. My yo is this racist was simply is Big Trouble in Little China racist? Uh-huh. And I said I have not seen and, it, and Andrew said, "Don't. We'll do it on air. We'll do it live." Yeah. Well, and then we'll did you watch? This. And then did you watch it? No one's watched it. No, you haven't no, watched no. it either, Andrew. Oh, I I've, okay. I watched it like years ago. But as I said, <laughs> the thing that I said that drove Jessica, I will say, fairly mad. Mere seconds before we started recording, was it's not really about the text of the movie. <laughs> I walked back into that. <laughs> Or yelling at him for saying that, and I didn't really understand why. And now I do understand why. That is fucking hilarious. Okay, so I think, since I have no context for this movie, literally I'm like, is this mm-hmm. another, like, is Mickey Rooney in Yellowface in this? No! Mm. No? no! That, but this this is... A, I have Tani's no context. Toddy's getting to where I live, um, which is that, like, Anything made by white people, especially in the 70s and 80s with Asian people in it, mm-hmm. it just is racist, sort of regardless of what's on okay. screen. Well, here's what I was going to say. I think maybe I should be a neutral third-party observer. Oh. I should be a judge, and you guys should pl- pl- yes. leave your sides. Right, an, but here's- An episode <laughs> of Judge Tawny Newsome. <laughs> judge Tawny decides if this is cool for Asian people or not. That's but what this still, is. But still refusing to actually just watch the movie. No, I need you guys to... This is... I'm a judge. You've each brought your case. Jessica thinks it's great <laughs> representation and good for the community as a whole, and there's no problems with it. And this is the type of art we should strive to make. I'm putting words in your mouth. Your opening <laughs> statement is your opening statement. Like, yeah, this is not. Like I'm going to go ahead and just say that this is not how a judge behaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Judge Toddy's court, mm. Judge Toddy behaves uh, how Judge Toddy wants. Uh, judge Toddy can give you an example of your opening statement if she wants. <laughs> where, uh, where, Where's Judge Toddy's law degree from? Just curious. Um, for a friend. <laughs> I think it's um, ITT Tech. Have you heard? You can, you can go to that school on your computer. Um, oh, 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 a technical legal school. Yeah, it was a, tech, it was a Phoenix. It was a University of Phoenix online um, law degree. Law school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew, your side is this is bad because it's because of all the reasons it's bad. Okay. I honestly, my my argument genuinely. Um, Pretty much is, you know, the one thing I actually um, was wrong about already. So I'm, I'm off. My case is off to a bad start. Um, in my mind, the um, the font for the I'm looking at the poster on IMDb now, and in my mind, the font for the logo was that like chop suey font, mm-hmm. um, which I, I usually, am, under most circumstances, I'm very comfortable with being saying, well, obviously that's racist, but it's not. It's actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a different thing, um, but also Jessica, because uh, you're you're the advocate for Big Trouble in Little China. Could you could you just quickly catch Tawny and not me because I remember the movie up on what the movie's all well and why you love it. Okay, so but but first, I just want to point out that the font is good, so that's one point for Jessica. Okay, continue. <laughs> Did I hear a clacking of a keyboard? Are yep, you really I am. Oh, no. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Yeah, I am. I am oh, gonna no. keep checking the points. <laughs> All right, good big font. trouble. Go. Big trouble in Little China came out in 1986. Um, <laughs> 
And it is a John Carpenter movie who objectively is great. Okay, here's the thing. It's not perfect, obviously. What movie from then is perfect from today's lens? But I will say it gets a lot more right than it does wrong. Mm. And one of the key things that is really, really great about this movie is that it has a cast of Chinese char- Chinese-American characters, none of whom speak with an accent. They all speak accentless English. They all exist as... Chinese Americans, they mm. live in America, they they exist as normal people. And the other great thing about this movie um, that John Carpenter says himself is that the funny thing about Kurt Russell, so Kurt Russell's the, the star, but the funny thing about his character is that he, he's been described as a sidekick who thinks he's the main character. And that's the thing is that, like, he's not particularly heroic in this movie. Mm. If anything, he's constantly, like, bumbling and kind of cowardly. And uh, and whereas, like, uh, his friend uh, Wang uh, is, like, the – is basically the, the heroic guy who actually does all the heroic stuff whenever uh, Kurt Russell's character, like, uh, bumbles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so far <laughs> – so far, I'm just Andrew. So far, it sounded pretty good. We got accentless <laughs> speech, and we got like white mediocrity who thinks it's actually the star of the thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's good commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it really okay. So here's here now that I'm like looking through the even just the actors on this IODB page, it really is like a thing that I had forgotten, and it is like a, a weird like mind's eye and. Like, even just, like, watching this trailer silently on IMDb as we talk. Um, it is, like, a bizarrely, like, yeah, actually, like, Chinese for Chinese, or, like, white for actual Chinese people movie, which is so weird to me. Sorry, I'm not making any Now you're arguing yeah. her side. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I feel like yeah. I'm... <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting legal strategy, Andrew. Let's see if it pans out for Effective you. Effective representation. All I mostly have was that it's it's white people that made it, which... That's your whole that's, argument? That's, <laughs> you know, listen, that's, that's most of my argument for uh, everything. But also, the, in that it, like... I guess the to the extent that it is like racist, it's that like it it does well, especially with the um oh what's the villain? Um David Lopan. Okay, Lopin. admittedly he's not great. Yeah. What's his it's, deal? It's, Andrew, come on. What's <laughs> going on with him? I gotta know. Well, he's like a very like um uh like, like a Fu Manchu type. Like a Fu yeah. yeah, like a straight up like kind of like Fu Manchu cackling magic villain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. But, the tonally, side. but tonally it works because the entire movie is super silly. Yes, yeah. but okay, but cackling magic villain, I do have to put a point in Andrew's <laughs> side. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> does he have think, the mustache? Of course he does. Yeah, yeah I'm going <laughs> to give that one two points because of that. <laughs> the, the thing that is kind of like, it, like, I think it, it's the even more like actually Chinese American thing, which is that like actual Chinese Americans, you know, especially in this era, we, or like more our parents' generation um, or my parents' generation, like really leaned into all this Orientalist shit. Like they're the ones who owned the restaurants called like Emperor Garden and put up all this kitschy shit. 
So in that way, it is, it's like both like leans, it just like leans into those like, like stereotypes or, or the, that like uh, Mm -hmm. orientalist kitsch, I guess is, is what it it is. But it also is very real to what like American Chinatowns are actually like. My God, I'm sorry. I just have to write down, this is not related to the thing, but since I have a notepad open, orientalist kitsch is something I'm going to pitch to some band to use as a sophomore album title. You gotta. You gotta. Sorry, please continue. Uh, Pretty limited number of bands. Court is still in session. I was thinking Neon Indian. Neon Indian is a pretty good pitch for that. They could handle it. With mm-hmm, clientele mm-hmm. they have. Anyway, sorry. Court is still in session. Gong, oh, gong. Boy. J- Judge Tawny does not seem to be very focused on her. Ju- on her. No, I just you know the judge. problem is once I open up a notepad, I see that there's a lot of other stuff I need to do as well. That's right, Judge <laughs> Judge Tawny. This, this is the kind of behavior they we... teach you at Devry or wherever it was. <laughs> oh, I tried. I did get into Devry. Okay. <laughs> DeVry Law is tougher than you think. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People shit on the tough. undergrad. The law school's yeah. a whole different thing. They, they have, they just have too many legacy admissions. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I'm also looking at a photo on the IMDb of a bunch of villains in, admittedly, hilariously large um, rice paddy hats that are okay that's gonna be another point in andrew's side i mean i i i think the the i mean the like not to reach for a middle ground but the real middle ground is it's like kind of exactly as racist as actual chinese people in the 80s were about themselves um which is like a lot but they were kind of doing it at least sort of on their own terms well, the sad thing is, like, even up until a few years ago, this was, like, much better, I don't want to say representation, but much better opportunity for Asian Americans. I mean, like, because you look at, the, this was made in 1986, and it's, like, half the main cast are Chinese Americans, you know? Yeah. And and after that, like, most of those actors, like, got had, like, one or two credits after that and disappeared because there just weren't roles like this for them. Like, for them to be... Yeah. Like the leads in a studio movie in the eighties is is huge, and yeah. like you don't see anything like this in like the the nineties, even in the early two thousands. You know, like only in the last few years would you have like seen a movie that even like hit as many of these like marks as this movie has, and also yeah. that it feels very like the cool thing about this movie is it doesn't feel like oh Chinese people came to America and we're doing a story about it. If mm. this movie feels very much like these are Chinese Americans who are like second generation and mm-hmm. they live in Chinatown and like they have ties to like, but there is such a distinct separation of like Chinese immigrants as opposed to these guys who are American Chinese people who live in America. And yeah, like that's yeah. something that you didn't see for like decades. Basically, like only James Hong worked like a lot after this. Yeah. Right? Is that yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah. And he's quite good. <laughs> admittedly did either of you ever see flower drum song oh like like the old old musical yeah yeah like probably when i was a teenager because there were a lot of the same conversations where it was like it is not great in terms of representation you know it's rogers and hammerstein so it's yeah white people making a musical about what they thought san francisco was like for chinese people but like that's the only time anyone had ever seen all these chinese people get to do a musical, like a huge studio musical. And I don't know, there's something to be said for just the the visibility of that. Um, mm-hmm. And the opportunity. Oh my God, yeah. wait, I just read 
it was the it was the last film to have a majority Asian American cast until Joy Luck Club thirty years later. It was nineteen sixty one. Yeah, it really is like see like, what your race could, gatekeeping, your representation gatekeeping does for us, Andrew. I will just Jesus. say, actually, when we were talking about your little list, a movie that I did suggest, which has many of the same. Not many of the same elements, because it wasn't a major studio movie. And admittedly, your rebuttal to this, which is, it's super boring, is true. But Chan is Missing uh, is one of my, like, favorite... It's basically, like, Chinese slacker. Like, Chinese kind of mm. noir slacker. Like, it, it's, uh, it's, like, one of those, like, 80s indie movies that, like... You know, it's so boring. It's just like black and white and like weird little conversations. But it is just like Chinese Americans walking around Chinatown being being themselves in a in a cool way. Yeah. Um, Conceptually it's were, great. And so thematically it's great, but it also feels like art school homework. Well, I was yeah, gonna say, it, is this like a Andrew Gen X ass, like mm-hmm. walking around is, Holden Caulfield is, ass type picture? Admittedly. <laughs> incredibly boring. Oh, wow. I will say, so when you Google Chan is Missing, the people also search for Big Trouble in Little China, Joy Luck Club, and a movie called Dim Sum, A Little Bit of Heart, which I don't know what that is. Wow. Okay. Oh, another Wayne Wang movie. Yeah. No, I, I think, like, the problem is, though, like, the same reason, like, um, I don't even remember if you ended up putting this on your list, but... We're talking about this movie. Two thirds of us, two point, you know, one point nine of us out of three haven't really seen the movie. I mean, have it? Like I've seen it, but I really don't remember it. This um, is terrible. Who am I? I'm yeah. the one who totally hasn't seen it. Okay, got it. You're this the is one. terrible because we should have all watched it together. No, that's not how we do our podcast. Anyone can be yeah. like, three of us just watched Big Trouble in Little China, and now we're going to have a boring, heady conversation about it. Yeah. No, our shit no. is we kind of know about a thing. We're going to put yeah. the burden of proof on you to teach us oh about God. it. Yeah. You would be too correct if we'd all watch it. Is a and then, absolutely. Have, and then I'm going to bring up to a musical <laughs> and I'm going to talk at length about that for a while. And that's the structure of our shows. Oh, the, like true. The, Judge Don Tawny's court is so unhinged, I have to say. I'm going to file some sort of complaint with whichever I, I bet you don't judicial realize, there's system. Two, there's two hit singles from Flower Drum Song that <laughs> from, a, from a, a show about Chinese people in San Francisco. That Doris Day was singing, that, like, you know, Ella Fitzgerald was singing, that became, like, top 40s hits. Can you imagine that ever happening? Can can you imagine it being uh, repopularized in the early 2000s in a Gap commercial starring uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? Oh, wait, was it I Enjoy Being a Girl? Yes. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is... That's the most unhinged song in the world. When I have a brand new hairdo and my something all in pearls, I float on the clouds like airdo. I enjoy being a girl. But it is such a good song. Love musical talk. I really, I've I've covered ever since Sundays in the Park with George. Sunday. I'm I'm about Sunday. (laughs) Felt like a bunch of Sundays. It's like, it's like, I love the musical Rent. <laughs> the reds, the, the different um, reds, <laughs> all okay. the reds. Real question, just because uh, Gao, you you obviously know more about this uh, than anyone. Which is like, do you know how this came to be so good? Like, r- relatively speaking, I think grading on a curve, we just have to give it to we. 
unfortunately have to hand it to enemy of the show, Jessica Gao. <laughs> but how the fuck did this happen? Do you know? I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and chalk it up to John Carpenter being awesome. I mean, yeah. I'm a big John Carpenter fan, so. But I, I do know that the, there was, like, an original screenplay, and then it got rewritten and rewritten. So I don't know how it, like, first started out. Well, here, I'll look on I'll look on Wikipedia. That's the other thing we do on these podcasts is we actively Google while we're while, discussing While we're things. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I knew. That I knew about you guys. And, oh, yeah, and I was like, listening. I better adopt. Yeah, and I guess the avid listener, <laughs> avid critiquer. <laughs> I'm still surprised I haven't gotten your notes about the compound yet. I'm waiting for a, a sternly worded email. Oh, you know, I, I'm I'm waiting for that episode to come out so that I can then issue my official rebuttal oh, on your rebuttal, whatever. Right. However, however, you guys have chosen to wrap up that episode of our lives. Oh, we didn't really get into it too much with you. We really didn't get into the thing that we should have gotten into you was the, the about you going to the compound, which was the intense preparation. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. asking three questions counts as intense preparation. You also said I'll have to get my most rugged outfits, as if I don't live in a house. <laughs> you you were really treating Tawny's place as if you were going to be like, do they have running water? You were like you, this close to asking. Okay, if they but have running to be water. fair, you like, your water comes from a big tank on your property. You were like Naomi Watts in the Painted Veil. Like you were like, I have to go to the middle of Burma. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I said that I was Catherine Hepburn in The African Queen. <laughs> and I did say that's because you were an ally. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Okay, so from Wikipedia, it says, the first version of the screenplay was written by first-time screenwriters Gary Goldman and David Z. Weinstein. Weinstein. It's- Okay. Uh, Goldman had been inspired by a new wave of martial arts films that had, quote, all sorts of weird actions and special effects shot against this <laughs> background of oriental mysticism and modern sensibilities. End quote. Uh, okay, so weird martial arts against an orientalism <laughs> background I mean, is going mm-hmm, firmly in mm-hmm, the Andrew mm-hmm. point. I, I, think, <laughs> I mean, I think that is a little bit like this is this is yeah. like not, you know, I, I think you know, probably reasonable to credit like someone like John Carpenter because mm-hmm. John Carpenter is probably the only person with power to correct any of this. But I, my like guess would be this is like a good movie sort of despite 80% of the white people involved. Sure, sure. The, and originally it had been written as a Western set in the 1880s with Jack Burton, which is Kurt Russell's character, as a cowboy who rides into town. Um, honestly, I love the idea of like... As you, as everyone here knows, uh, I love know. I love westerns, and but my biggest <laughs> gripe is they never involve Chinese people. Even though Chinese people fucking built the West, and there wouldn't be a fucking West without Chinese people building the goddamn railroad, so that every all the whites can come to the West. Holy uh, shit! Wow, it's not so much how the West was won; it's just like how the West begun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Judge Toddy. Um, Judge Toddy always closes out every, go, go. every episode. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go. Um, all right. Well, so the studio, after they sold it to a studio, uh, they, the studio brought in another screenwriter, W.D. Richter, a veteran script doctor and director of The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, to extensively rewrite the script. And as he felt that the Wild West and fantasy elements did not work together, he modernized everything. 
So almost everything in the original script was discarded except for Lopan's story, David Lopan. He said, uh, quote, what it needed wasn't a rewrite, but a complete overhaul. It was a dreadful screenplay. This happens often when scripts are bought and there's no intention that the original writers will stay on. Right. So he said he used Rosemary's Baby as his template, presenting the foreground story in a familiar context, uh, rather than San Francisco at the turn of the century, which distances the audience immediately, and just have one simple remove, the world underground. You have a much better chance of making direct cut, blah, 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 some other shit. I would imagine they don't talk about at what point they made it less racist. <laughs> you don't think that's like, part of the Wikipedia I, I entry? Th- I feel like in the oral history of this, they're not like, and, and this is where we decided those guys did something. Because they'd have to talk shit about people who are like credited as something yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. isn't going to be. I will just say the other context is this is one year after fucking 16 Candles. So like, oh, just the yeah. f- the fact that this came out the way it is is a goddamn miracle. Uh, I simply, I'm not hearing the clickety clack of a point in my column, Tom. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, so not as racist as 16 Candles. Got it. Okay. Point for Jessica. <laughs> gong gong. <laughs> gong gong. <laughs> and yeah. All right. So I feel like my side just won one just by virtue of Jessica even. Wait, you don't get to decide who wins. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying the victory that I even get is. It even just it's just it's just an honor to be here. Yeah. You know. Our, our <laughs> oh, to, to have a seat at the table for this conversation, yeah, Andrew. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to clarify my gong gong was a law and order gong gong and not a racist gong gong. <laughs> um oh, edit point, boy. can you please cut that explanation out and just keep it as is? Yeah. <laughs> just gong gong constantly. Yeah. <laughs> That's Judge Tawny's signature. <laughs> we can replace her verbally saying gong gong with just a big Chinese gong. Yeah. Gong mm-hmm. And our, we changed the font for our episode description to that chop suey font, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. I, I also Actually, feel yeah, like... We, An- we hacked it to everyone's phone, and now all your fonts <laughs> are chop suey. I feel like Andrew doing that little song just now should be like a minus point in his column. That's <laughs> no! true. No! Yeah, That's the little true. song. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting that on Jessica's yeah, yeah, yeah. side. Yeah, okay. thank you, thank you. Closing arguments. Who else has any final remarks before I do the official tally and make my decree, which is um, law binding? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that if you watch it, you'll just find it's a fun, silly movie where it's very clear that they all had a ton of fun making it. And that's always delightful when you can tell that the people making the movie had a good time making it. Um, And it's a great movie and it holds up. I, I think, yeah, it, it's one of those, like, way better than you think. Um, but just the fact, I just, I'm just tickled by the fact that Jessica yeah. still had to be like, is this cool? Because she's usually so confident about stuff like this. And even mm-hmm. she knows that when you haven't watched the movie, the optics of it are not great. Uh, and that's all, I'm just the optics police, you know? That's all Look, I bring to the table. Yeah. I, I understand. I'm every cause... kind of police. <laughs> Andrew just loves A-cab. policing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, I will say I understand the optics thing because having seen it the least of us, (laughs) despite the clear number of points that are in Jessica's favor, and there are roughly two more points than in Andrew's favor, it still just feels 
bad yeah. hearing about yep. it. <laughs> yeah, it makes me nervous. And I here's the litmus test I I come up with. If I were to go meet my other group of Chinese friends, not two of the ones who are on the Zoom, but if I went to another one and said, "Hey, do you guys want to watch this movie with me?" Would I be scared to say that? Would I be scared I was going to get my ass beat? And the answer is yes, I would be scared. So okay, that- okay, wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing, though. I have done that with uh, Chinese-American friends who had never seen the movie before. But you're Chinese. No, no, no. But <laughs> I made them watch it. They'd never heard of it. I made them watch it. And they uh-huh. both loved it. And also were, like, slightly emotional because they were like, I can't believe that this is just a movie with a Chinese cast that all get to speak English without an accent and just get to be regular people who it where it isn't about them being Chinese. They're just regular people who are on this adventure in Chinatown. Yeah. Okay. Now I Jessica, realize my my argument is not fact based, but it is vibe based. It is in the vibe <laughs> in the vibes economy. The I have a clear economy. winner. Yeah, because <laughs> as a black person <laughs> I'm not going to say, hey, watch this. I bet you'll be moved. (laughs) Just like Jessica, I don't think you want to do that with like a, let's say like a green book or like a, you know, you don't. Okay, but green book, people who watch green book are like, it's bad. Whereas people who have watched Big Trouble in Little China are like, it's not bad. Okay, okay. It's hard to think of an exact analog, but I exactly hear what you're saying. This is like a... Only Chinese people can bring you into this movie. Yeah. And that is a gift that we, the AAPI community, oh boy. can give to people. Is it like, a, what was the one about the maids that was like, is it like a, the, the, help? the help? No. Like the help? Because again, no, people who have watched it don't go, that was a terrible movie. Okay. It you is, have to use that actually... metric. You have to use that metric. Okay. Is it like a... Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm just trying oh, to come boy. up with the black it, equivalent of it would, this. It would be like trying to think of the most divisive um, Spike Lee movie if it was universally somehow good. Like, is that Bamboozled? Was oh, that one? Sure. People are like... But also, it of... would have to be made by a white person, though. Oh, There's yeah. just no equivalent. Right. There's no equivalent. And that is the magic of John Carpenter. Okay. I'll keep thinking on this. Or my, listeners... my white king, John Carpenter. Oh my God. Well, actually, we're flipping that out. We're, yeah. we're going to listen to Jessica say my white king that's over a, and over a again. Promo, yeah. That's, that's, that's my new ringtone. Um, well, we will Jessica... keep thinking on this, but listeners, we want you to keep thinking on this and let us know, but more importantly, let Jessica know what you think about this movie and what its black equivalent is. Jessica, where can they? Where can they reach out to you to give you these thoughts that you definitely asked for? Um, uh, on Twitter at Yo Is This Racist Pod. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, yeah? That's is that the, the handle. Twitter handle. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, ask Yo Is This Racist? Yeah, yeah. And um, also at Andrew T at Trondy Newman. Um, those are all no, my. That's not my name. Oh my god! What is it? No, nope, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, those three are my handles. So just tag all of them and, you know, at me at those places and and we can continue discussing. <laughs> no, no, no. And just at, at me, but just say, tell Jessica. Yeah. And, and I'll pass it on. That's the new way. Yeah. That's and the new to way to. Tell Jessica. To, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To just coordinate all this. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Jessica. 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, letting us, literally, you actually asked this question in a kind of real way. And I was like, can we do this as a podcast? Yeah. Which tells you a lot about what our friendship uh, means to me. Uh-huh. It's, com- it's a commodity. And uh-huh. I treasure the commodification of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm an enemy of this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess mm. you found out that mm. you are now. Mm. Look, it's not about the movie. It's the, it's, it is it's the, the enemy. T- it's about the, the way. text. No, no, it's, it's about the, the text, Johnny. It's about the text, or what? What was no, it? No, no, it isn't. It's not the about text the text of the film. It's, <laughs> it's the vibes, baby. Yeah, <laughs> on vibes alone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is maybe not, maybe not for me. But you know what? Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll change my mind. I can't wait. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, this is a tease, teasing the possibility of future content. Okay, oh, that's we love it. it. Okay, Goodbye. well, since since we don't know what which podcast this goes on, do we still say podcast? Yeah. Podcast. Okay. Podcast. You can you can cut it out if it's not podcast. This is suboptimal.